0: It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors LLC at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI, News Talk 790, 965 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Good morning, Wacom County, Skagit County, San Juan County, <clears throat> Island County. How's the weather out there? Because it's cold up here. It was 11 degrees when I left home. Time I got to the top of U Street Road, it was 8 degrees, um, but I hear it's going to warm up all the way into the 20s today, and the winds are supposed to die down, which I'm certain everybody living in the North County will be very, very thankful for. My name's Chris Halterman. I'm your host today for Saturday Morning Live. My guest today is going to be Glenn Morgan from We the Governed, so Glenn and I are going to have a robust conversation about what the upcoming January-February short session down on Olympia will be focused on, as well as we're going to talk about its caucus weekend, for those of you who have never attended a Republican caucus that is happening today from 10 a.m. to noon at various locations. If you're not certain where your caucus is being held, you can find out by clicking the links at the Whatcom County GOP's website, because they have great links that will take you to show you where all of these caucuses are being held, as well as if you don't know the number, your precinct number, uh, there's also a link that will help you to find your precinct number so that you know exactly where to go today from 10 a.m. until noon. Also I wanted to say happy Martin Luther King weekend. I think it's very very appropriate to to really be thankful that um, that we have such a a great holiday to to celebrate the fact that we <laughs> we finally got everybody to say yeah, everybody has equal rights. Everybody. Men, women, you name it, I don't care what nationality, what Flavor, what race, what religion, so long as you are a voting citizen of the United States of America, you have these rights. They are enshrined in our U.S. Constitution. They are enshrined in our state Constitution, which is why they are so valuable and we must guard them very much so, to some degree, even with our lives, because. Your future, your family's future, as well as the nation's future depends on preserving those rights and not letting anybody take them away. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Glenn Morgan. We, the Governor, to talk about many different things that will be happening down in Olympia in January and February. So stay tuned. It's Saturday Morning Live, and we'll be right back.
2: The cheapest gas, the best price for groceries, lowest cost, sell plan. There are lots of decisions you should make based just on price. But when it comes to reliably heating and cooling your home for decades, the real bargain is the quality of the equipment and the company installing it. Hi, I'm Joe Tian for my friends at West Mechanical, heating, air conditioning, and electrical, They offer the best premium trained products, along with installation and follow-up you can count on year after year, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. West Mechanical's pros will come to your home and give you an honest assessment of what's best to keep you and your family comfortable, whether it's keeping your current system running in tip-top shape, or starting the new year with a new efficient system that will last for years to come at a price you can afford, and with that bargain of real quality. They offer 0% financing on approved credit. I count on West Mechanical to keep my equipment running great, and they'll do the same for you. Get to know them and the quality they can bring to you and your home today at westmechanical.net.
3: The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store, almost 10,000 square feet. The Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel, along with way more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a liquor department featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits, wines, and mixers. And of course, you'll want to check out the huge selection of ice cold beer in their massive beer cave. Want to grab a quick bite for breakfast or lunch? Don't feel like cooking dinner? At the Lummy Bay Market, you'll find a great hot deli counter, including our brand new fried chicken, chicken tenders, and chicken wings with all the fix ins. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I 5 at exit 260 on Rural Avenue, open 24 hours, seven days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where, where there's more in the store.
4: The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI
5: or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Okay, I guess we're going to do a cold start. It's Chris Halterman here, your host of Saturday Morning Live, where we're live, we're about liberty, and we're focused on you today. I will have on the radio with me, live from Thurston County, Glenn Morgan from We the Governed, and Glenn has agreed to be on the show today and talk about what's happening this weekend, because it's an important weekend when it comes to basically helping to focus and structure what you want your particular um, political representatives to be focused on. With this, uh, we're talking about the Whatcom County GOP, and it's caucus day, 10 a.m. till noon. Please, please, if at all possible, participate. Be part of this little part but important piece of making sure that the people— Letting people know what it is you want to focus on, what's important to you, because really that's what we're going to talk about. What is a caucus and why it's important? And also we're going to talk about those new initiatives that um, are being basically reviewed right now to make sure that all of the signatures are legal signatures that will be on the ballot in November of 2024. Very important. We're going to talk about those. And then we're going to talk about some things that I've seen – uh, online in the news, of Seattle Times, et cetera, that, uh, that they believe will be the focus of the short session down in Olympia. With that, I want to welcome Glenn Morgan from We the Govern. Good morning, Glenn.
6: Well, Chris, thank you so much for having me on this uh, chilly Saturday morning.
1: What's it going, doing down there? Because uh, we, we've we been pretty lucky up here because it's been cold, really cold, but dry. So I don't think you've had quite that, that good a
6: Luck. No, we, we, we ended up getting a little bit of we got snow down here a little bit. And in, in fact, uh, with the uh, you're talking about the caucus in Thurston County, the um, Olympia School District decided to shut the caucus down, essentially, because the uh, Republicans were using the Olympia High School. And um, they decided that it was uh, too cold out to have a caucus, even though it's actually a little bit warmer down here than it is in Bellingham. And uh, so they're, they're going to uh, delay the caucus by a couple weeks down here.
1: Hmm. Must be a blizzard down there, huh? You got 10 feet of snow?
6: <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. It's actually pretty easy to get around. But, um, you know, sometimes uh, that's a nice excuse to, to cause chaos on, uh, on one side. And so uh, always a risk if you're going to use uh, the Olympia uh, public school system for anything.
1: Yeah. So, Glenn, um, I wanted to talk to you today about some things that I think that people need to be, have on their radar, especially if they're going to go to a caucus. Um, so I want to, let's, let's start off with those, those GOP supported petitions. There were six of them that were turned in from what I know. There's two that have been approved that they've got this, the number of signatures needed and they're anticipating that the other four will pass with flying colors as well.
6: They do. Yeah. These, this is actually the most significant, significant, uh, initiative effort probably in Washington state history, just because, of the simple fact that you actually got six of them, uh, across the finish line by one group of people pushing it. And largely it was sponsored by let's go Washington. And, um, and uh, was largely funded, you know, about over 80 percent of it was funded by Brian Haywood, who's a, a business guy out of Redmond. And these six initiatives, uh, four of them are involved in cutting taxes or focused on reducing the tax burden in Washington state. And then two of them, one uh, restores pol- the ability for uh, police to chase criminals again. And the other one uh, gives provides transparency and requires parents to be the primary stakeholder in their child's education and medical um, uh Uh, process. And uh, so these are pretty impactful initiatives. And as you mentioned uh, before, two of them have been uh, uh, preliminarily approved by the Secretary of State's office, which means they've basically been handed over to the legislature because these are initiatives to the legislature. So the legislature has the option to pass them as law. Mm -hmm. Or if if they ignore them or they decide they want to vote no, um, then they go to the ballot in November, which is probably where they're going to go because most of these are supported by the Republicans and the legislature right now is a majority Democrats in both houses. So, um, however, but, w- but wouldn't read- it
1: wouldn't it be wise of them if they know that it has such popular support? Because it was not um, wasn't really difficult for people to sign these because they are no. things that um, that basically were passed by them. That the majority, if they had actually had a vote by the public, they would not have approved them
6: that's true and most of these are very popular uh initiatives i would say that it's going to it, the majority of people when presented with these ideas are going to vote yes so um it would be wise to probably uh for the democrats to pass some of them as law uh, in the legislature and then just to take them off the ballot in november but um wisdom is usually not something uh that politicians are known for and so um, we would anticipate just politics being what it is that they'll, all all six will be on the ballot in November. Okay. The so, only possible exception to that is the is the police pursuit bill because there's been such um backlash against the Demo- the Democrats anti-police uh efforts around the state uh even in King County that I could see them maybe not wanting that one to be on the um on the ballot but I would say if you're a betting person, you would say that they will probably ignore it or vote no, and it'll be on the uh, ballot in November.
1: Well, let's just say that if they truly represent the people, which is what we are, folks, we are a representative republic. We are not. We are not, you know, a one hundred percent you know, democracy where mob rules, where everybody votes and the majority always gets their way. We're a representative republic, which means we elect people within our districts, within our uh, state, you know, where, whatever however it's divided up, to represent the people who live within those areas. And so you would think that if they want to represent the people, because that's their job— and not represent the money because that's not their job and it's actually kind of illegal and immoral for them to do that that they would do the right thing but since we haven't been able to depend on them to do that we have to do we have this um this safety backstop it's called the initiative process so when your rep- elected representatives fail you we have the ability to do to pass to get the, enough signatures to get these initiatives on the ballot so that the people can say to the legislature, Excuse me, this is what we want.
6: You know, and, and here's something to remember when the citizens of Washington state uh, demanded the initiative process, which they actually did shortly after statehood, and it took quite a while, but eventually in 1912, the state passed the um, amendment to the state constitution, which it allows the initiative process to be there. The reason why people were doing that and the motivation for them, and the, if you read the literature at the time and articles about it at the time, the citizens of Washington wanted this option because the same reason that people want to use it today is that the legislators that were in Olympia, it was viewed that or they were basically representing special interests in many of their decisions, and they weren't opening up the legislative process to, to uh, policies and issues that the people of the state wanted. And that is the same here. I mean, one of the reasons that why, especially for, for four of these, that uh, the ones that reduce taxes, um, they uh, that tax money is largely going to just grifting operations or kickback schemes. Uh, possibly legal, but at least they're structured in a way to – some of them get direct money that gets fed back to their campaigns by recipients of these um, tax schemes. This is particularly true with the um, carbon tax uh, scheme that Inslee had implemented. And Remember, the voters shot that down, uh, 1631, because I remember I filed the ballot title challenge on it back in the day um, – the voters uh, shot that down, even though the left spent tens of millions of dollars trying to get that thing across the line and so this was inslee's way of funding special interests and using this kind of slush fund, one point five billion dollars a year right now that he that for the first year of implementation he was using that to fund different greenie groups or different groups that you know make up uh, whatever story they want, but he they get his, uh, he the governor gets to select all these different groups to kick cash out to. Well, those groups in turn kick money back to the politicians that support them.
1: Oh, absolutely. They donate to other nonprofits who donate to other nonprofits who donate Mm -hmm. to other nonprofits and or candidates uh, or, you know, just things like that. Basically, it's a very, what a really great way of hiding what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, There are, purposes sometimes for you know trying not to you know some of the the we've talked about this the pdc laws make it almost impossible not to get yourself in trouble unless you structure things properly within your organization so that you you know don't run afoul of the pdc because there's so many little things but let's okay i want to talk again let's go over these which gop initiatives that we should expect to see on the ballot in November 2024. We have the new capital gains tax that's to be repealed.
6: Yep. And we have the um, probably the the first one that people will hear more about, it's just because it came, it was the first one they submitted, was I-2117, which is actually Stop the Hidden Gas Tax. And this is the one that repeals Infleet's carbon tax. Mm -hmm. And this is the one that is uh, super popular because it essentially was a hidden tax on gas um, that Inslee himself pushed. I mean, he's made this his personal uh, vendetta against the uh, uh, people who live in Washington. And so he was shocked, as as well as many of his supporters were, that suddenly people were going to push back on this and didn't like it. And this one, they had a lot of extra signatures turned in, and so that one was just submitted to the legislature.
1: I have a question and, for you. I have a question for yeah. you because I'm, I'm not certain. Wasn't there kind of a kerfluffle about um, they wanted to – sort of show people how much was part of that carbon tax that there were that was on their gas bill and, and Ferguson basically said, No, you can't do that?
6: Yeah, Ferguson threatened uh litigation and persecution of any like somebody like uh uh, any of the um, PUDs or anybody else that's charging for gas, mm-hmm. um, uh, Piedmont Energy, for example, any, anybody that would do that, and if they revealed to the homeowner um, how much this uh, carbon tax was actually increasing the cost of of gas to the uh, natural gas to their home, and
1: shouldn't and they so, be proud of it? I mean, shouldn't they just be wanting to uh, hang a banner right over the top of their head and say, "Look at look at how much money we're taking from <laughs> you to spend over here."
6: Right now, of course, the uh, Ferguson and Inslee and, of course, the Democrats in in Olympia. None of them want the public to actually know the truth about this. So it's very they want to be very sneaky and conceal it. They want to take credit for whatever they think they can take credit for. But this is something they really want to hide, Mm -hmm. because when people are actually paying their bills and they're wondering why (laughs) this price uh, have of heating their home, has gone up so much.
1: Well, how about excuse me, the price of heating their home. The price of filling up their tank, the price of yep. everything that you pay for in every single store and online—I don't care where you go—that it's affecting everybody.
6: Yeah, and that one point five billion dollars. Yes. one point five billion dollars just in the last year has been uh, taken out of uh, consumer pocketbooks in Washington State, and it's all been funneled mm-hmm. into special interest projects mm-hmm. that that Inslee gets to profit from. And I will point this out: Inslee is refusing to come out and say that he will not take employment with one of these recipients of the carbon tax uh, scheme Mm -hmm. uh, when he leaves office at the end of the year. His
1: retirement plan, you mean?
6: Right. And so many people speculate that Inslee did this so that he could have a guaranteed job prospect when he left the governor's office, which is one of the reasons why he's melting down in all these uh, press conferences.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so let's move on to the next uh, initiative that people can expect. (laughs)
6: Well, then the next one I, I would expect is probably the parental notification, which is I-2081. And this is basically very simple and very popular when you explain it to people. In fact, it's it, it's hard for people to even understand why somebody doesn't like it. And this is just simply a an initiative that says parents are the primary stakeholders in their child's education and medical procedures. And you might have thought that you already were, but over the years, the legislature, uh, led by Democrats exclusively – has gradually been eroding uh, parental right to know about what's happening to their child, both in the public school system and also in the medical system. And what this really does is this just says that parents absolutely have the right to know um, what their kids are being taught, uh, medical procedures that are being assigned to their kids, what's happening, uh, and that they have the right to know. And Mm -hmm that this can't be kept secret or hidden from them. And, uh, you know, they can't let – it basically prevents other adults from coming in and uh, basically doing things to their kids in secret without the parents knowing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems common sense. It doesn't change the world. It's not a total solution to everything, but it's a nice step in the right direction of restoring parental responsibility and uh, awareness as to what's actually happening with your children. Again, a very popular initiative. Um, you know, the, when they let's go Washington folk turn these in. And I was at every turn in down in Olympia, at the um, at, at Tumwater water at the secretary of state's office, they had well over uh, an extra hundred, 130,000 signatures on most of these initiatives more than they needed. Mm-hmm. So, um, these were very popular initiatives, and that one is going to be out okay. there. The Washington Education Association opposes okay. uh, it, of course.
1: Well, of course, but and and we're we're going to be down to the hard break here. So I just wanted to: parents are responsible, you know, and held responsible financially as well as emotionally um, for the well-being of their children. And when it gets screwed up, uh, they ought to have a say in and and the processes, the things that are are basically. Uh, they're basically contributing to the, the uh, mental and physical health of their children. It's a bottom-of-the-hour break. It's Saturday Morning Live. We're talking to Glenn Morgan of We the Govern, and we'll be right back.
4: This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and I'm sharing with you a very exciting announcement. I have made the decision to rejoin LPL Financial Services. I originally joined what was then Private Ledger in December of 1981 as one of about 300 representatives. I rejoin them now with over 21,000 representatives, over $1.3 trillion under management, and LPL is now part of the S&P 500 index. In addition to discussing the latest financial news each week on Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI, I will share with you some of the reasons for this decision. Please join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday for our live Wealth Wake Up show or our 9 a.m. show on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced in this
3: show, program, podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable to you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.
4: Tandoori Bites, now in Bellingham and Linden. Linden residents can now enjoy the fresh and flavorful taste of Indian food in their own hometown. You'll be amazed at the unique menu of -of one-of-a-kind foods that takes your taste buds on a journey overseas. Enjoy a bountiful menu featuring tender butter chicken and succulent baked tandoori meats, plus plenty of vegetarian and halal options for a special dining experience, eat family style, complete with authentic Indian-style seating. The new Tandoori Bites Linden location also features a sports with local craft beers, Indian beer, wine, and a full cocktail menu. Tandoori Bites Linden is also home to all-time pizza. 21 different flavorful pizzas to choose from with a tasty variety of fresh toppings. Locals love their buffalo chicken pizza or Linden lion pizza, and you'll love the flavors and freshness. Dine in or take out Tandoori Bites and all-time pizza in Linden's Bender Plaza, 8874 Bender Road, just north of the ball fields. Stop by today for a unique dining experience. At Number One Automotive Body Repair, we know you're a great driver. The creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. Dare we say, F1's 2024 hotshot, but everyone else on the road? They're not you, and when they ruin your day, we're here to help. Bellingham's Number One Automotive Body Repair is the premier location for all your collision repair needs. Learn more at numberoneabr.com, part of the Number One Collision Group.
0: The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio.
2: No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the
0: latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. Heavy snow, freezing rain and brutally cold temperatures are affecting millions in the nation. Zach Taylor is at the National Weather Service.
4: We're in the midst of a wide reaching coast to coast active winter weather pattern. Virtually every state under some sort of winter weather headline ranging from blizzard warnings to winter storm warnings as well as wind chill warnings and extreme cold. So several storm systems are impacting the United States and that looks to continue at least through early next week.
0: And Voters have handed an unprecedented third term to the Democratic Progressive Party. CBS's Lucy
4: Kraft. The next president will be its current vice president, 64 year old William Lai. Vilified by Beijing, Lai pledged to protect Taiwan from Chinese threats and intimidation.
0: More escalation in the Middle East after a new U.S. strike against Iran backed Houthi militants who are vowing a strong response. CBS News Brief. I'm Allison Keyes.
1: Welcome back. It's Saturday Morning Live, where we're live, we're about liberty, focused on you. My name is Chris Halterman. I am your host today with my guest on the phone, live from Thurston County, Glenn Morgan of We the Governed. And Glenn has very graciously um, joined me to talk about these initiatives that are going to be on your November ballot. We're going to talk about the caucuses that are going on all around the state, as well as the focus of the Washington State Legislature. They're having a short session, and so these are the items that hopefully, if they're representing the people, that they will actually do something about. Glenn, let's quickly go through the remaining initiatives, because we need to talk about the caucuses, and we need to talk about what's going to be happening down in Olympia, especially those uh, three little House and Senate bills that I um, noted.
6: Well, I'll tell you, the uh, police pursuit, which is I-2113, um, reasonable police pursuit, which simply restores the ability of police the local discretion to be able to chase uh, violent criminals And people who are stealing cars and things like that, Um, very popular again as well. Um, And that the funny thing is that was actually a Democrat bill that had been drafted uh, last year, and uh, the Democrats didn't end up voting on it. And uh, that's been was turned into this initiative. So that one I think is also going to be very popular. Um, The opt out. The I-2124 is also going to be there. And this is the one that allows people to opt out of the state-run long-term care coverage act. So essentially, this is that um, requirement that you have to pay for 10 years to get pretty much marginal, uh, if any, uh, long term health care, a very small uh, amount of it. It was really an SCIU kickback scheme that was set up to support SCIU. If a private business were to provide this type of insurance, um, everybody involved would be put in prison for fraud. Um, but because the state does it, uh, it's allowed. It was really an initiative, uh, it was really an idea that Inslee pushed and the SCIU pushed that's designed primarily to target uh, women who work. Or who have children, because if you opt out of the program, in other words, you can't pay for it for a few years, you get thrown off and all the money you put into it uh, just gets thrown away. Same with if you move out of state, does the same thing to you. It's very – it's just definitely a scam. People are not happy about it. Now, this doesn't repeal it. All this does is it gives people the ability to opt out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a good one. And then you have – the last two are really linked together in some ways. One is the repeal of the capital gains tax, which is I-2109. Um, very straightforward. It just repeals the, the tax on capital gains. And then the other one that's kind of related to it is I-2111, which is explicitly comes out and just says there is no state income tax allowed uh, at either the state, county, or city level. Right, uh, the local jurisdictions. No matter
1: what you call it, right? You you can yeah. No matter what you call it, you can wordsmith it. You can word salad it. However you want to, you don't get to do it because our constitution says no.
6: Right, and and, and that of course is mostly uh a. uh, shot across about the, the Washington State Supreme Court, which mm-hmm. has been corrupted and basically just invents language now, uh, unique in America, um, that defines <laughs> taxes differently than every other state in America. So it's it's these are going to be very popular. Um, when the let's go watching people look back, they say that based on who signed their initiatives and they had to really track this carefully to make sure they had accurate uh, signatures and turn them in, 53 to 54 percent of the people who signed these initiatives were either Democrats or Independents. So I think these are going to be very popular, Mm -hmm. Um, and in order to defeat them, the left knows and this is very – they've come out and explicitly said it. It's not just me saying this. The Stranger, the the Democrat Party, all these other groups have come out uh, publicly and said this. They're going to have to spend tens of millions of dollars. Um, pro- you know, could be massive amount trying to trying to convince people to vote against these, and that's going to be very hard. I think most people are going to want to vote for this, and this is going to be driving um, this the November elections. Now, when you're talking about the legislature, because the legislature is in session. According to the state constitution the law, um, the priority, the one thing that the legislature has to do every session, of course, is to get a budget passed, right. which is why they wait till the last minute and do it at the very end. Mm-hmm. The, the second thing, though, is that if there are initiatives to the legislature, these must be considered first. Mm-hmm. And um, that has also thrown the Democrat majorities in both houses into a little bit of disarray. Because when you have an initiative to the legislature on a certain topic, it also locks them out of being able to change the laws that the initiative applies to. So um, it's it, this is something that uh, nobody alive in Washington state ever seen anything like this because mm-hmm. the, of the sheer breadth and volume and number of these have been turned in. Uh, this is a big deal. This is the largest signature drive probably in American history, certainly in state history. that's ever been done for Peter People care about freedom and liberty, where you turn in so many of them all at one time. So it's a big deal, uh, and I expect it to dominate basically the news cycle, anything related to politics between now and November and probably beyond.
1: Okay, let's go flip over to the caucuses because I don't want to run out of time. Um, What is a caucus, and why are they so important?
6: Well, to keep it very simple, the caucus at this stage, the first level of it, is an opportunity to meet with other people in your precinct, and if People don't realize in the county, your, your county's broken down to a variety of smaller subunits called precincts um, that are proportionate to the population of the county and the state. And in that precinct, um, you they this gives each party, and in this case, the Republicans um, have a caucus, um, it gives them the ability to pick representatives from that precinct who in turn will go to the county caucus. So this is a th- uh, multi-step process. Those representatives go to the county caucus. The county caucus itself, in your case, Whatcom County, will then determine who is going to represent Whatcom County when they go to the uh, state, uh, the Republican state convention in April. The duty and the tasks that will be basically assigned to the representatives, the Republicans that go to the go through that process and then show up in April at the Republican um, convention, state convention, they will Basically, get to determine who is it that we're going to support for president, for example, in mm-hmm. our party. You know, mm-hmm. who we're going to support who, and then
1: governor. Unique... It's a big one for the governor. Correct,
6: and this is this is unusual because historically, wash this hasn't been done in Washington state, but because of the changes the Republicans have made, largely in response to the top two primary system. At that caucus, they will – the Republican – and at the state party caucus, they will be deciding – or at the convention, they'll be deciding based on the caucus appointees and the people that are that determined to go. Then they're going to be deciding who, do, who does the state party endorse for the statewide office holders like governor, lieutenant governor, uh, AG, OSPI, You know all those positions, as well as con- the congressional Um, Folk, who are they going to endorse in each of the congressional races? And, uh, of course, the big question will be, who are you going to endorse for president? And so people who care about that stuff, who care about who those people are, they're going to want to engage in the caucuses now so that they are or they can get the people they want to represent them in that decision-making process. And so initially, all you're doing this weekend is picking who is it that you're going to have represent your uh, precinct at the county meeting, um, the the county caucus that will be coming up. And so uh, the average precinct usually gets somewhere between two and three people. That's usually the max you can get. And um, and it's supposedly distributed by how many Republicans vote in those precincts. But generally, that's what it'll be. It'll be somewhere between two, three, maybe just one representative from each of the precincts that then are going to go to the county caucus later. And then at the county caucus, they're going to decide who's going to go represent Whatcom County or where I live in Thurston County at the uh, April um, Republican uh, State Convention.
1: Okay. All right. We're going to take our a, a quick uh, mid-break here, and when we come back, we'll finish up by talking about what, uh, what other important items that uh, the legis- state legislature need to focus on and some that they just like to focus on. It's Saturday Morning Live. My name is Chris Halterman, talking to Greg Glenn Morgan of We The Govern, and we'll be right back.
7: Cash in on nostalgia. Barron's historic payback program is back and bigger than ever. Heating, cooling, and more save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. That's right. The older the equipment, the more you'll save. So many things get better with age. Unfortunately, your HVAC system isn't one of them. Until now. During Barron's Payback Program, earn up to $6,000 when you upgrade to a high-efficiency heat pump. Spoiler alert, two lucky customers win free installations, including the customer with the oldest furnace. There's more. The first 10 customer installations snag a $500 Costco shop card. The next four to get a $200 shop card. That's 50 happy folks. Good things come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's Payback program is happening now through january 31st barron your full-service hvac electrical and plumbing contractor our mission improving lives
3: no purchase necessary visit barronheating.com for details
4: we started bright star care so those in need could be cared for at home right where they belong and we want you our future nurses and caregivers to feel right where you belong too so we give you everything you need to offer a higher standard of one-on-one care. Not just the training and tools, but the emotional support, motivation, and values that keep you at your best. It's a great feeling being right where you belong. And that's how you'll feel when you join the best and brightest at Bright Star Care. Join us at brightstarcare.com careers. Tuning into the high school football game monitoring the incoming storm. They say what I think, but smarter. Catching your favorite talk show.
2: These are just few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio.
4: And AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you and your family safe in dangerous times.
2: Visit wearebroadcasters.com to learn more and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI.
1: Welcome back. It's Saturday morning live. We're live. We're about liberty focused on you. Talking to Glenn Morgan of We The Govern. I'm going to take a brief moment to do something that I always forget to do, and that is to thank the show's sponsors, which are Asset Advisors, Linden Sheet Metal, and The Fourth Corner. So if you have a moment, hey, let them know. I love the show. I like the show. I hate the show. You know, use your voice. If you don't squeak your own wheel, on wheel uh, you're never going to get it oiled. So, welcome back, Glenn. Uh, I want to, I want to talk about what I thought was pretty good in the Seattle Times. They had some things that, that we that we know that people are concerned about, um, whether or not the people who are representing us right now will do the right things in order to effectuate some real change in the right direction. But homelessness, affordability. Um, a lack of affordable child care ever since they enacted that whole, you got to go to the state and get a license and let the government come in and check out your home. If you're going to do a home health care or, or, healthcare or daycare, uh, everybody said, screw it, I don't want the government coming into my house and telling me I got to do this, I got to do that, when all I'm doing is taking care of, you know, my neighbors or my sisters or brothers, you know, kids. Um, so we need we need to effectuate change there. Public funds for the treatment of people with you know substance disorders. I mean, that's huge. The fentanyl that's going on right now is, and the overdose deaths are off the scale. Um, the cost of living in this state is skyrocketing. And hey, what about those Washington State barriers? We got a lot of money. We don't have enough people to to man the boats, and we don't have uh, basically boats that are run, that don't take being maintained. You know, they're breaking down all the time. <laughs>
6: Yeah, they, I mean, there's a whole bunch of issues that are are on the plate of the legislature legislature to address, and uh, they um, th- there's all, there's always problems. Some of them are, are oftentimes government created problems, like the ferry system um, and and the cost of housing and the fentanyl crisis, the and the crime crisis in particular, where governments made things as worse as as, as quickly as they could. Um, but you also, but why you know, why the,
1: did they do that? I don't no, I don't always... I don't get it. I mean it's like it's like it's Well each so... one
6: has a different answer, right? Yeah. So each one of these things has a different answer. So the ferry system's largely been to, you know, hurt worse than ever mm-hmm. because they, uh, Inslee and in his infinite wisdom, decided to persecute anybody who decided not to get the um, get the jab, right? Mm-hmm. Get the get the shot. And so they fired a substantial number of workers in the ferry system that were tied into maintenance or running the engines or anything like that. And they can't just pull out an Evergreen State College grad or a Western College grad, just throw them into a, a ferry and said, "Please don't sink it," right? Mm-hmm. They right. it actually takes some training right. and some, in- and some insta- knowledge. Institute.
1: Institutional knowledge. They lost a lot of institutional knowledge that is very difficult to get. You can go to school as many times as you want, but you need those 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 seasoned people who have done the job that understand and they they just innately because they of that they can keep things going. They know what oh that sound, that's not a good sound, that's a bad sound. We need to go take a look at that. You know, that institutional knowledge is invaluable.
6: It is, but it was willfully uh, impacted by the policies of the Inslee administration. So that's that's not an accident. That was exactly that was caused directly as a as a policy that they aggressively and ridiculously uh, pr- pressured. Uh, and so that's that's a direct result of of choices that the government made. And again, that the same thing applies to a lot of these other issues. The question when you're looking at a legislative session like this, especially in a short short session is uh what's actually going to become law because you have thousands of bills, you know, on average about three thousand every legislative session. Legislative sessions are considered uh biennial in this sense they have two years of the long session, which we had last year, short session, which is always during the election cycle for so the representatives. They don't they'd rather get out of there and start campaigning as quick as possible. Yeah. So they're they're looking at Which of, you know, maybe 10% or less of these bills, you know, 5% of these bills that are supposedly proposed, are they actually going to get to land on the governor's desk for some kind of signature? And uh, a lot of these bills that get proposed that people hear headlines about are bills that uh, nobody has any intention of actually passing, including the sponsors. They just simply want to get the headlines so that it helps them with fundraising or they can get their checks from the special interest from whom they plan to fundraise once session's out. So a lot of this is very transactional in the sense that there's no intention to actually pass some of these laws. I, I find myself having to explain this on a regular basis. It's just that, you know, just because somebody, pa- you know, proposes a law doesn't mean they actually intend to really make it go through. They do want to be associated with it if they bother to read it. But um they, they're they really just doing it for fundraising purposes for the most part. Now, that's super cynical, I know, and people sometimes don't like it when you get into some of these details, but uh, that's sort of just how it works. Anybody that's been to an Olympia any period of time or watched that these guys do, you kind of know that's what happens. So you're going to have bills that don't probably, even though they're unconstitutional, even though they're, and they're ridiculous. Uh, for instance, you have Goodman's bill. Uh, he's a uh, Democrat out of Kirkland. He proposed the idea that uh, he wanted to give criminals the ability to commit violent crimes with guns and not get any extra sentencing enhancement. So he wanted to repeal the sentencing enhancement for committing violent crimes with firearms. Now, that's that's that's, that's just a clown bill, right, by somebody who should know better but who knows that the left – Um, And especially in our state, and the Democrat Party has wholly endorsed this, this strong support for violent crime and violent criminals specifically, making sure they can vote, making sure that um, they get more support than any regular citizen ever would. Mm -hmm. This is uh, part and parcel of that kind of theory and approach that they've taken. It's not just Seattle. It's the Democrat Party entirely has endorsed it now. With almost no exceptions anymore, and Goodman's the chair of that committee, and so he's pushing this. And there's a whole bunch. There's actually a slew of ridiculous bills like that. that well, I, that's
1: something I want to I want to point out to the listening audience. Okay, so we talked about these things that people are really passionate about. Okay, they're passionate about affordability and homelessness and how it's driving driving that. We're passionate about the ability to be able to afford to go out and work, live, and play in our communities. To be able to provide child care for our children to have the ability to to say, okay, you need treatment, not 30 days, not 90 days. You need a minimum of 12 months or more of treatment, and we need to have that done with. We need to say, okay, fentanyl is killing all of these people, and, and it's really bad, and we have to do something about it, and that means you're going to have to talk to the governor, and you're going to have to talk to the president and your, your U.S. congressman and say, Do something about this because this is obviously ridiculous. We should be able to do something about it if you were serious about fixing it. And the cost of living, like I said, in our state has skyrocketed. But the bills that some of the bills I saw that I just want to they've already introduced these ones. House Bill 1932. What is that? That's in order to basically say that they're going to shift all of your elections to an even numbered year because, hey, we're going to have larger voter participation if we do this you're going to get to vote less but we it's it's that's a priority i'm sorry no senate bill <laughs> 5777 authorizing unemployment benefits for striking workers really you decide to go on a strike and now you want to use taxpayer dollars to pay you for doing that no absolutely not and then there's house bill 1062 which makes it illegal for law enforcement to lie to a suspect that they're interrogating. The suspect can lie, but you can't do what, you know, sometimes there <laughs> has to be coercive ways in order to get people to tell
4: the truth.
6: Well, and, and keep in mind, I want to point out in particular, you mentioned House Bill 1932 sponsored by Representative Mia Gregerson at a CTAC, and she's an unserious politician who's not been, you know, she's not a, not a good person in Olympia, but, If they were really serious, like, for instance, I think it should be pointed out, I don't see them if – I don't disagree with the fact that if you had fewer elections every year, right, you would have the voters more concentrated on voting that year, whereas it's kind of annoying. You get these special elections in February and then another special election in in April maybe and then primary. You know, it gets busy, and the average person may not be paying attention to that as much. Participation rates indicate that's true. What I will point out, though, is she's not really addressing that issue, which – some conservatives would support, I would support eliminating the special elections in February and April, right? Mm-hmm. And kicking all of those into November so you had all the issues that are necessary to consider on the ballot each year. Mm-hmm. But that's not what she wants to do. What she wants to do is eliminate the fact that um, initiatives could potentially come up every year and uh, also to um, they, you know, they're, they're not eliminating these special elections, right? right. If they cared about participation, that's what they would eliminate. And also, like you just mentioned, House Bill 1062 too, making it illegal to lie to a suspect, why don't they just make it illegal for government employees to lie to citizens? <laughs> and, and yet they don't. because And the planning department lies every day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just... Well, I didn't, it, I, I, it's did, I didn't
1: lie. I just didn't tell you that.
6: Right, right. Well, I mean, I, I've caught, you know, it, it's almost like a job requirement, I think, to work in a lot of these planning departments is to just be um, dishonest to people. And it's a sad, you know, commentary, but it seems to be true. And they, I've never seen any um, Democrat proposal that ever wants to address that issue. Well, that, so, and, and then
1: that goes back to, and this is a story I've told many, many times, and if I've you've heard it already, I'm sorry, but you know, I, I, I there was something that I wanted to do for the family business, and I called up the, them to find out, well, what do I need to do to to make this happen? And immediately, the person started telling me all the reasons why I couldn't do it, just just right. blathering on, and I, and I, all of a sudden, it just kind of, just hit me in the face and I, and I stopped him. I said, forget stop it. I didn't call you to tell me why I can't do it. I called you to say, what do I need to do to make this happen? Right. And then they, you know, they were blown away. They just were stopping in their tracks Says, um, I, I'll call you back. And they did. They called me back in a half an hour and it was, it was great. One other thing I wanted to mention, and, and this is a little sort of on topic, but not, you know, we're supposed to be a representative, republic, right? And right. we have statewide governor, you know, races, right? And and right now those statewide races because of the way that they're pushing populations into certain areas are really controlled by King County, Spokane, you know, Snohomish, those types of things. Isn't it time to possibly get them to consider having our votes done by districts? in these races as well. So that way, I think that would really increase voter participation because the people who live in these smaller districts would have a voice instead of being basically run over by all of these uh, large density. I mean, the whole purpose of having a representative republic is to ensure that your voice is heard. These agricultural smaller communities, they don't have the voices that they deserve because... Of these very things that are going on.
6: Well, and this has been brought up before. This is like creating an electoral college for a state mm-hmm, and right. so that everybody has some representative. So, the, in order to do that, you would have to change the Washington state constitution. So, that's mm-hmm. a heavy lift. Yes. But, um, but that's what you would have to do. That's the process you'd have to go down. It has been brought up many times before. Um, and uh you know part of the argument, like one of the ways, for example, that Spain addresses this is that if you live in a city, you can't pass legislation or rules that regulate people who live in the rural areas of the state. Mm-hmm. Those people could have to vote for those rules right uh or or the, of their country, and so there's you know there's different ways of local governance that have been that have addressed these issues in the past and currently. That would just take a long road because you'd have to go down and make, make significant changes to the Washington State Constitution in order to do that. And obviously mm-hmm. it's legal because the Electoral College um, does that at the federal level. So you could implement that at a local level. I think it's a, a steep lift, but you would have a little bit more um, local control probably over what some well, of the results are. You, and you're right. Little, if you care about what's involved. happening
1: in this state and the fact that it's being controlled by very small you know, areas – I, it, it, it might be a heavy lift, but it certainly might be worth the try.
6: And I think that it would be popular uh, with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep, this has been brought up before. It's, it's a good idea to consider and look at. And, uh, you know, again, uh, I always say on my, my uh, YouTube, every video I do on my uh, channel, you know, is uh, I always close with the fact that the future belongs to those who show up.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And um, you can't expect change to occur Either in Olympia or your local government or anywhere else. If you just sit home and complain about it or uh, try to run away, it will not change. It just simply follows you to wherever you think you move to. So, which um, reminds
1: me, didn't you? Didn't you just say that that's happened to a few of your people who have moved out and they're finding? Yeah, I've had friends that have
6: moved. Yep, I've had friends that have moved to the states, thinking that they escaped the craziness of uh, Olympia or the craziness of Seattle or the Democrats in Washington State, only to discover that. The red state they thought they moved to where they would avoid that is starting to implement all the same policies that they thought they escaped. And part of the reason is because you run away and you don't confront it and stop it. And you, it's not easy. It doesn't change instantly. There's a lot of special interests that push some of these stupid ideas. Mm-hmm. But you got to push back where you live because uh, you really can't run from this anymore. Well, um, and
1: you're not the only one moving to those states, all right? This is right. The people who are going to vote the other way um, are also. Glenn, very quickly, um, we got to wrap it up. So anything you want people to know before we go?
6: Just if they want to uh, get involved. If you're... Just hearing this uh, you know, show right now, get involved in your local caucus. It's a good way to make an impact and uh, see kind of, uh, you know, representative uh, 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 Republican sort of uh,
1: issues up okay. close and front. All right. And if you want to hear more of what Klein has to say, go to wethegoverned.com. This is Saturday Morning Live signing off.